Grabbing onto the glowing skull in um, extreme distress. Um, he is continuing um, to be stuck on the skull, and we see the priory kitchen, and Leela enters. And she is looking around, hears this, the kind of rushing noise that this, um, this skull makes uh, when it's active. And starts looking down the hallways for the doctor. She hears him cry out in pain and finds him in the lab, turns the light on, goes over to him, pulls him out of his chair, and falls on the ground. And they both look up at each other and says, Are you all right? at the same time. Um, doctor gets up and he says that, you know, he's, he's fine. He thinks that it's um, the skull is some type of a generator of power. I think he says. Okay, so. And he thinks that he knows what it is. He thinks it's a Fendal. And it's a creature that um, eats a life force. Um, just sucks the life out of other beings. And Leela tells him of the um, old woman of Mother Tyler and what uh, she had felt that there was something trying to, it was hungry for her soul. Um, he says, oh, well, there's no time to lose. Let's go find her and talk to her. Uh, Lila says, what about the skull? And he says, oh, it's indestructible. We can't do anything about that now. Let's go talk to to her and find out more about what she's seen. Uh, the Professor Fendelman and Colby are in his lab and they're talking about the time scanner and how it allowed them to discover the skull and make this great archaeological discovery and um, the computer's now been reprogrammed so they can see the the true genesis of homo sapiens so they're settling in by their monitors to take a look at what his device can show them Stale uh, comes in and uh, he has Thea tied up on a, on a surface and she's stretched out and he revives her and uh, tells her that the she was the she's the means of the power um, the time scanner awoke the power and she is the conduit. Through her, he will reach this great and ancient power. And uh, he tells her to go back, to go to sleep, go to rest. And she says, you are a fool. And he turns back and says, I shall be a god. The doctor is, and Leela have gone to the Tyler's. And he tells Jack to go make some tea. He says, a fruitcake. I love fruitcake. And, uh, He's doing this so that they, they can, they're trying to rouse Mother Tyler, who's in a um, state of psychic shock, they're trying to get her to awaken, and she's slipping away. 
Stale sees um, Fendelman with Colby in the lab. Um, he aims his gun at them and tells them to turn off the scanner. And Colby gets Fendelman's attention, and they both look at him and say, well, boy, what are you doing? And um, Fendelman grabs a gun that he has laying on the countertop behind one of the monitors or one of the screens and grabs that gun. Colby says, okay, I'll turn it off. He turns off the machine and uh, Stale says that he doesn't want the machine running because he's not ready yet. His followers are not there yet. So the doctor is uh, trying to awaken Mother Tyler and going on and on about fruitcake and his, uh, I don't know, his own Gallifreyan recipe for it. And he's going on and on and um, she says, oh, I think it's too late. She's She's, uh, we better leave. She's slipping away, and she wakens and says, hey, that's not the way you make fruitcake. And she's well, just trying to rouse you from your psychic shock. And she says, and so, um, then she's not happy with him. She says, I didn't invite you for tea. What are you doing here for tea? And, um, Jack is asking her what, uh, what she was doing with, with Moss, what's this deal with um, her, with uh, dealing with him in the first place? She says that she's had the second sight. He knows that, and she has all of her life. And she was consulted by Moss, and um, so she was just doing her job. He asked her for. The doctor is talking about the how the, the woods and the priory were all haunted and other hauntings in general that this time fissure that they were tracking was the cause of that. It's very large, large enough that it's caused the naming of some places, Fetch Priory and some, I forget what else he says, but um, are all because this time fissure is uh, causing other things, more supernatural, psychic things to happen. And so people can't find the places as being haunted. The doctor tries to get um, uh, Mother Tyler to tell, her, tell him what he saw, what she saw, and what the image was. And um, she doesn't want to tell him. She says she just, it was a dream. She saw it in a dream. The doctor goes off, and before Leela follows him, she gives Leela a charm to use to keep the doctor safe. She calls Jack over and tells her grandson that what she saw in her dream, it was a woman. Fendelman and Colby are, um, I think he's taking them to a basement or something, um, and uh, Stale is tying them up to some posts in the basement. And then Colby confronts Stale and asks, you know, well, how long have you been planning all this? And Stale says, well, ever since the old woman Tyler's vision started to come true. Because I've, you know, studied the Grimoire, Grimoire? I never say that word very well. Um, and, uh, her race memories and her ancient powers will be his. 
Dr. Amula made it to the TARDIS and she asked him about time fissures, that if it was so big, how did it get there? How did it travel if it didn't have a TARDIS? You know, how did it arrive? So the doctor likens it to a, a psychic projection or a huge expensive energy to pop itself um, through time and, and arrive where it did. And he talks about that uh, it's been there so long that it becomes part of the race memories of the humans and um, the phenomenon of deja vu, etc. Uh, still in the TARDIS, Sayla Louise is laying on the floor, sleeping. I don't know if that's just where she sleeps, but um, she awakens abruptly and has had a nightmare. And she says, that, oh, she, she had a bad dream that she couldn't move. Her feet couldn't move, and there was something coming to towards her. The doctor has been is ranting and steaming around the the console because he's been up all this whole time trying to find information on the um, time fisher and on the um, on the fifth planet that he talked about last episode and um, she asks him some other questions about it and he realizes that. This is why I can't find any information. It was set in a time loop so that no one could find any information about it. And the time loop was masking its existence, or masking it, anyone finding out anything about it. And then he says, well, only time love would have that kind of power, so how could there be? Back at the cottage, <clears throat> Jack and his grandmother are there. She is uh, working on protections and uh, she tries to give him yet another charm and he doesn't want to take another thing. And she says, oh, but it's um, Lama's Eve um, um, a festival that comes uh, see, I think it said before, at the end of or before Samhain, Samhain. Um, and she mentions how the doctor is not back yet. He said he'd be back by tomorrow sundown, and he's not there. And uh, she's not surprised, but <clears throat> but she's still preparing. And he asked, she asked him for some shotgun shells, which she's filling with salt as protection. Stale is a. Uh, is the room is being set up for his coven. Some of his coven members seem to have appeared and are in their dark robes around the room. Um, they're uh, placing the skull on the mantelpiece and some other items. And he has a time scanner machine, I believe, is what he has the device he has in the room as well. He also has. Thea laid out on the floor, and um, we see that there is a design on the floor. The um, Fendelman 
says to um, Colby that he sh we have to stop him. We shouldn't be, you know, doing this, hooking this up. And um, Colby says, well, I don't let him blow himself up. I don't care. And Fenris says, no, you don't understand. I know where the source of the power is. Doctor and Leela, um, Leela says, as the doctor's still fiddling with the controls and doing stuff, she says, you're going to be late. And um, the doctor says how the, he believes the skull is generating and releasing energy and feeding it to the time fissure to keep it so large and keep it so active. Fenderman warns Stale not to go on with his, his plans, not to com complete this, do this. Um, he says the doctor asked him if his name, what, if, what his name was, if his name was real, I think. And he says, I see it now. It mean, my name means man of the Fendal. This means that me and my family, generations and mankind, we've been used, we've all been used. And he starts ranting and raving. And Stell um, holds his gun up to the professor's head. Tyler and the Tylers arrive, rather. Um, and they don't see anyone in the priory and they start looking around. Um, as they're searching around, we hear a shot. Back at the, uh, in the basement, Stale has shot Fenderman in the head and appears dead, still tied to his post. Stale says words to his followers over the um, prone body of Thea on the floor and says, The way to power is open. And around her, there are like um, the bars that are making up the design in the floor start to glow the same gold glow from the skull, and we see that it's in the shape of a pentagram. The Doctor and Leela meet up with the Tylers at the Priory, and she says that something is coming, and suddenly Leela says, my feet, I can't move, it's, it's like my dream, I can't run away, I can't move. And we see the tail of big slug creature and then they look up and there is a we can only assume is a full size Fendal Fendaline, whatever the doctor called the other two little creatures that we saw in Thea is uh, working its way down the hallway to them and it's uh, as tall as a person maggot type dark green with a, with a sucker, open sucker for a mouth and um, kind of uh, cilia um, strings coming out from, from it and from the sides. And the end. What'd you think? Um, it's still pretty good. Uh, you know, there are parts. As with many Doctor Who's, there, there are parts that you just don't... You, it's hard to follow 
along when I'm writing notes on a lot of it, like what the doctor says is happening with the the time fissure, the time scanner, and it kind of just goes zoop because <laughs> he talks really fast about it too. So, yeah, it's not something that you have to understand to go along with the story. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, it's starting to pull several of our different characters together. Um, we find out a little more of what Stale is up to. The doctor is figuring out a little bit more about what the skull is and how what how it's powered, what it might be. He's grouped himself with the uh, old mother Tyler and um, the ancient forces that, that old religion that she knows that's within her so what did you think? honestly I was kind of bored mm. it may just be the mood I'm in or something but I don't know, it just didn't hold my attention very well. Like I said, I didn't remember this one very well, and that may be part of why. Yeah, I can see that. There's really, I guess there's kind of less action than the last one. The last one, a lot happened, so maybe by comparison, this one seems a little slow, because there was so much in the last one. True. Um, and there's a lot of a lot more conversation, which tends to slow down things. Um, visually, this slows them down. Well, and a lot um, of the conversation, especially the stuff in the TARDIS, really, it, it was sort of rambling in a lot mm -hmm. of respects. And e they mentioned in the liner notes that half the time what they were saying wasn't even scripted. So they were just sort of making it up as they went. Uh. I think you could tell. Yeah, when the doctor rambles, it's really hard to follow. Yeah. yeah. Well, the second doctor did that too. You know, he'd get onto a problem, he'd kind of be talking to himself. See, get over the different controls yeah. or the TARDIS or something. And honestly, he would make stuff up. As well. I'm not saying that's better. Or no. that's a good thing at all. I'm just saying that it's not. This isn't the only time we've seen it. Oh no, and I didn't mean to imply that. Because then I can see how sometimes it would work. Maybe not so much here. Um, but yeah, it's kind of hard to follow when he's like that. Um, and as I said, the. The Time Lord science just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, and I try to relate it to the story. <laughs> yeah. But some of it I can't, I can't scribble down fast enough to relay it once we talk about it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> that talk with the, the old woman and, and stuff, and then Fendelman and, 
confronting his co-workers and then tying them up and then monologuing a bit a couple times with Thea and then with them again and that kind of did uh, go on a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't more of a more active resolution to the doctor doctor's cliffhangers in the last one mm. so he's being just knocked out of his chair so, I don't know not sure what else could have happened because it seemed a little yeah anticlimactic for her to just knock him onto the floor well the cliffhanger for the set first episode the way the way the, sol- the resolution was that we just didn't see Leela jumping out of the way. Yeah. We didn't really talk cheat. about that, but that is the worst cheat in serialized television. To show the same scene with just an extra little second or two in it. It's just yeah. a terrible cheat. Yeah, that was bad. And that his part of it had no resolution either really because he just, just oh get get control of yourself and then turns around and walks a different direction really that's hmm so yeah I kind of felt that way about this one too there's mm-hmm. really no active resolution I guess yeah So that was kind of a disappointment. I did kind of think that the way that he got the uh, Mother Tyler roused out of her second shock was kind of funny. Saying that bake the bake the fruitcake for like four days <laughs> or something like that is what he says in his, his recipe and then that seems to rouse her. Mm. That's yeah. not how you make a fruit make a fruitcake. And then uh, she tells, uh, also tells, uh, oh, get the tea. And she says, no, oh, no, it's right here, Grandma. And that's not the best china. And there's fresh cake in the other tin. And blah, blah, blah. And then she says, I didn't invite you to tea. And then gets all mad at them. <laughs> She's kind of the one bright spark of the uh, episode. A little more lively. Mm-hmm. In so. some way, she reminds me of the housekeeper on uh, All Creatures Great and Small. Not that you've seen that. But she just kind of reminds me of her. Oh, yeah. Actually, it very well could be her. I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, I don't remember if, if they said anything like that about her. I think they had her cast. They did, but I don't remember that All Creatures was in there, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same woman. Did you find out anything about Colby? He wasn't in anything very him? much any of anything. Oh. This was probably the high point of his career. Oh, okay. Because he just so familiar. So what I said when we were watching was uh, he kind of makes me um, think of Alistair from 
as time goes by. Yeah, and you I know, can see the that. The way he talks and kind of his mannerisms, kind of a, he almost has a swagger without swaggering, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, thinks he's cooler maybe than he might be. Um, okay, so we don't really know him from anything. No, I don't think so. I think our story advanced a bit because we've mm-hmm. got people aligned in different groupings now and um, well Theo was already in trouble from the last one but now we see more of what's going on with her and how she's involved a little bit more so there's still some some mystery to be worked out in the mm-hmm. next episode and the final in the conclusion so it's it's not bad. Should we talk about cliffhanger? Is yeah, there anything that's fine. Else that I don't really have much know. else. Like I said, I was just kind of bored through the whole thing. Just did not keep my interest. So, the giant maggot. Because now it is giant maggot. Yeah. They're kind of using the same trick they used in the Invisible Enemy, right? Yeah. Because weren't the maggots technically invisible beforehand? I'm not sure. They they. Well, they were certainly unseen. They were unseen. Um, there was some glow around her when she was on the floor. But I don't know if that's that the doctor helped that to materialize. And no one was going to see it otherwise. I don't know exactly. That wasn't very well explained how Mm-mm. he was able to show those or we were able to see those at that point. Um, I don't think we saw any arms of the prop people pushing it Mm-mm. behind it. That's a good thing. Whereas with the... Uh, Dragon Prawn, the nucleus that is—they were obviously holding it up and pushing it along. <laughs> the uh, Low and his followers. Yep. So this is at, at least just, you can't tell anyone's helping it move along, and it's a slug or a maggot, so it's moving slowly because that's that's how it would. Which means. You think they could outrun it, but Lula says she can't move, so I guess that maybe it secretes some type of glue, sticks its prey to the floor. What do you think of the fact that Lila had a premonition dream with air quotes around it? Air quotes and superstitious freak undertone. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, has she had them before? Well, they kind of tried to give her warrior senses or something. They do. They give her this instinct. But I'm not can, sure that's what this is supposed to be. She can tell there's something wrong. And that's how she says she found the doctor. She says, I sensed it. You were, that there was danger. 
just, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Um, whether he was humoring her or he was trying to thinking that maybe she did because she found him, uh, or he just shocked to be uh, from being knocked out of his chair. I don't know if he really believes her or not. Yeah. He doesn't put full stop in what she says she can sense or whatever. That or maybe it's because this um, time disturbance which is causing this the haunted area has heightened supernatural powers or psychic powers and she's affected you know she's touched um, anyway by having this warrior instinct maybe it's Increased her powers. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if they'll come back on, touch on that at all. I doubt it. Because um, I think Mother Tyler seems to have an idea that Lee was kind of a kindred spirit in a way. Mm. That she may feel these things too, or some of them, or at least in some way. She doesn't give a charm to Leela. For Leela, she gives it to her for the doctor. Mm. That's my explanation as to why maybe Leela's having this premonition dream that old mother Tyler was having visions and dreams too. So. Mm, that's true. But the big, big maggot coming down the hallway. Eh. It could look worse. Yeah, I guess so. They got a nice slimy trail on the floor. Yeah, but otherwise it's not... Otherwise it looks kind of hard plastic. Yeah. Actually. It's not really visually appealing. I know, and I know it's not supposed to be... Appealing. Appealing in that respect, but it still should look lifelike, realistic, something other than yeah. like a guy in a suit. Yeah, well, this is maybe a little less guy in a suit than, say, the, the sand monster from... Always come back to the same monster. But it's just the most obvious one where you almost really could see the zipper. Um, okay, an example coming up would be from the Key to Time is a bad one. Are you talking about the stone? No. Oh. The. Because um, there's a time when you can actually see the guy behind the stone pushing it forward. A long shot of this big white, you know, arm in a in a white yes, shirt do. too. It's way long. So no. long they should have noticed it in editing. <laughs> I know, no, not just a little flash of a hand pushing something over. Oh no, a whole, a third of a person. Yes. Standing behind the ogre. Sorry, um, which one were you talking about? I'm trying to remember the name of the creature. It's in the. Um, Rebus operation. The green creature that they let out. They have guard that's thrown there. I don't Trivenzal? remember. 
It's not a nice looking monster either. Mm. Um, so to me, this one was less. Oh, and you know it's a person in there, but you know there weren't any um, six legs on strings moving yeah, about. That's true. Because it was a maggot form, so yeah, there are no true. appendages um, to to give it away. But the little like collar type areas, like shoulders, I guess you might say, um, kind of look like a jacket lapel type thing. <laughs> and they were like pink, weren't they? Like a dark pink, pink it or was, red. It was odd. Had odd colors. It was yeah. very oddly colored. I don't know if it was supposed to be like more of a. Uh, Maw openings or something on the sides of its body, yeah, and the I'm one main sure. sucker face. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, those were just a little more than I think they needed, really. Yeah, that might have helped the look of it to have just the one mouth type opening, like the. Cilia. Cilia strings waving to come and suck Sounds like you're saying silly strings. <laughs> that would be fun too. Um, That's the Doctor Who party monster. <laughs> Covered in silly strings? No, Spitz silly string. Oh, Spitz silly string. Oh, okay. Well, if they did something like that, you would be able to see somebody's finger depressing the... Yeah, probably. <laughs> the switch inside of the can. Anything else? No, I think we've poked fun, enough fun with the fentanyl right. or whatever it is we're seeing. We don't know. Well, maybe we'll figure that out tomorrow. Okay. When we talk about the final episode, episode four of Image of the Fendal. So join us then and thank you for listening. <laughs>